This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. And with news of new cases of COVID-19 over the weekend, and in fact in the last number of minutes with more cases in Washington State, we are now wondering about the frontline healthcare workers and protections being put in place to care for them. We need... That support, certainly, in the event this outbreak grows as predicted. Now, while risk is still continuing to be low for Canadian citizens, uh, certainly nurses must be giving uh, significant attention to protocols around COVID-19. And to garner some insight into what that might look like, we welcome back to the show our next guest, the president of the BC Nurses Union, Christine Sorensen. Christine, thanks for doing this. Good morning, Jody. Happy to chat with you. Uh, And... This one is, I don't even know where to begin. Like, nurses are angels on any given day, but certainly in a fearful time, how to, how, to, how to preface it. Like, this is a time where every citizen globally is concerned, at least. What steps are being taken to uh, protect nurses uh, as we move forward? Well, I think we can step back and sort of say from a, a high-level view, you know, BCNU at this point, we're closely monitoring the developments uh, and we're in direct contact with the health authorities, the provincial health, uh, medical health officer and the BC Centre for Disease Control uh, to, to monitor the changes that are certainly coming much quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have stepped up our, our weekly telephone calls. We've asked for those to happen twice a week so that we are uh, monitoring the situation in a more timely ma- uh, manner. Um, we fully expect the health authorities and the government to ensure that the appropriate uh, protective equipment is available to all healthcare providers uh, and that nurses have access to those when they need them. So what does that look like? Is that what we're seeing when we are uh, watching people being put into quarantine in, in mm-hmm. visuals, whether it be China or Japan? We've seen South Korea. We've seen some in Italy, um, the, the sort of hazmat looking suits with the mask. Right. So uh, at this point, this novel cor- uh, coronavirus is deemed to be droplet spread. Okay. Um, but we are we are um, asking um, and demanding that I guess we'd say demanding uh, that nurses be um, allowed to use what we call the precautionary principle. Uh, so where they're working in environments where there's chemical disease, they follow the directions of the employer, but they get to make their own personal decision at the point of care. Um, their own risk assessment. And the medical health officer has supported that. Uh, And so that allows them to uh, make the decision on whether or not uh, they require a full uh, uh, respirator, like so the N95 respirator masks. Um, They should be gowning, uh, gloving, and that's where you see the people moving into full face shields and maybe even wearing goggles. Uh, And so um, they have access to that equipment. The nurses should be able to make the decision at point of care, particularly with a patient who's a suspected patient of COVID mm-hmm. or a confirmed patient of COVID. They absolutely would be wearing that level of personal protective equipment. Um, but the average person presenting to an emergency room with uh, a cough or feeling illness, some sort of respiratory uh, disease, uh, there is protocols in place to have those people isolated as quickly as possible. They should be put on, put on a mask, put a, a 
surgical mask on as soon as they can, separated from the rest of the population, uh, attended to by one specific nurse or two, two uh, a tag team of nurses who would be then wearing the protective equipment and screening would take place. We're with Christine Sorensen, the BC Nurses Union president, talking about how our frontline healthcare workers uh, will be supported in dealing with the inevitability of COVID-19, which we're not trying to stoke fears here. We've been the last number of segments laying out how this uh, virus is uh, known to be transmitted to this point and updates on um, number of presumptive cases versus confirmed cases versus uh, those who have tragically uh, died due to COVID-19. Most of those uh, elderly are with underlying uh, issues, health issues. So the one, but the one piece from what we learned in China, or perhaps what we learned back in 2003 with the SARS outbreak, Christine, is is how to how quickly things can escalate with with a virus like this. Certainly, that happened in Ontario. So that so that our frontline healthcare workers, we don't have a situation which we did see in China, where some of the healthcare workers in their 30s and 40s that were otherwise healthy perished due to COVID-19. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the concern raised from nurses across the country is that uh, we want nurses to be able to uh, be able to access the equipment they need to protect themselves. Uh, I have full confidence in the, in the BC nurses. Uh, this is what we do every day right. and they're professionals and they'll make the right judgment. They're not going to be, you know, using more equipment than is necessary. They understand that they're, you know, they're, we need to maintain an uh, adequate supply and, and use them at all times. Um, we also need to be conscious of the fact that any nurse that may have been exposed to the virus who are symptomatic um, may need to will probably be asked to self isolate. They may be having to call in sick. They have to stay at home. So now we have uh, a reduced number of nurses um, also being able to work when we need more nurses, yeah. and we already are in a bit of a nursing shortage. So. Uh, well, not a bit. We're in a nursing shortage. So we have nurses who are working overtime trying to manage the situation who may have been exposed, may have to stay home or may have to stay home and take care of a sick family member. So we're watching all of that situation very closely um, because this, we need to ensure that we have uh, enough nurses to provide the care to the patients who are coming through the door, particularly if there are people who are going to be coming in through the door with COVID. And that is the, the concern. You literally took the next question off the tip of my tongue with regard to we're already in a nurse's shortage. So we can't very well afford. We've already got nurses dealing with the flu, the everyday v- virus that we're, you know, we get our flu shots for. Nurses get sick. I mean, frontline workers often are dealing with, um, you know, the sickest among us. So what, what can we do to do our best due diligence to not infect our frontline healthcare workers. If I have the symptoms of even just a regular flu, but they're getting to be more serious, more significant, I can't get to the doctor and I think I should go to emergency. Am I calling first? Am I showing up with a mask? Am I, how, how, how best can I do this uh, ethically? Yeah, I think, I think if people have a family physician, uh, a, a primary care provider, nurse practitioner, uh, I think the most important thing they should do is first is call ahead, say, this is the symptoms I have, what would you like me to do? Uh, if they are directed, uh, and, and other people can call Health Link certainly and ask the same, same advice. If they are very unwell, though, and are feeling that they do need to go to an emergency department, they absolutely should go to the emergency department. Right. They should put a mask on immediately once they get there. 
they should notify the staff that they have a respiratory condition if there's somebody who they believe they may be infected in COVID. And these would be people who've traveled to areas or been in contact with people who've traveled to certain areas of the world. Um, you know, they, they really should then be um, identifying that uh, as quickly as possible so that the staff can then isolate them. Hand washing will be critical. It's the same message we've been telling everybody. Uh, and to self-isolate and stay at home, please don't go out into the public if you're not feeling well uh, and, and be sh- grocery shopping and doing all of your regular things. Uh, stay home, wash your hands frequently, isolate from other people, um, but do call ahead. Emergency rooms won't necessarily be answering phones and doing triaging over the phone. So if you choose to go there because you're feeling really unwell, uh, wear a mask as soon as you get into the, into the emergency department and let the staff know. And if you don't have a mask on hand, we learned earlier from Jason Tetro, wear a scarf. Wrap your scarf around and hold it up while you're going into emergency. And if you're going into your doctor's office, call ahead, let them know, uh, I have a really bad cough and I need to get in there. So, you know, cough, yeah. fever, these are the things we're looking for? Yeah, cough, fever, people who've got, you know, symptoms of, of you know, and it's a t- difficult time of the year because we have influenza yeah. circulating. We have cold, just general colds. I, I, I hear people who have what they think are flu symptoms and they're vomiting and, and that, that's gastrointestinal. So there's lots of things that are going around. Uh, I, would, I would implore people to, mostly it's the fever, the chills, the, co- the coughing. Um, it's the covering of your face, washing your hands, yeah. using hand sanitizer. If it's available, please use hand sanitizer um, and, uh, and, and cough into your elbow, not into your hands. I mean, we tell people to cough into the crook of their arm. Children seem to have learned that skill at school and uh, starting to see that spread. Uh, and, and stay out of large public areas. You, you really don't need to infect other people. Great advice. I appreciate you taking some time out for us today, Christine, as always. Thank you so much, Jody. Happy to chat with you anytime. Thank you. Christine Sorensen, the BC Nurses Union President.